You're listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Jackie's going to do this again. I I love when you do this to me. I love it. (laughs) Listen, it's just a habit now at this point. I was looking, we've been doing this podcast for close to three years now. Oh my goodness. Seriously? We're real. I know. That means we've been friends for three years and one week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, real friends. Yeah. (laughs) Publicly. So this is the Inclusive AF podcast. This is Katie Van Horn. And this is Jackie Clayton. And I have a cold right now. So, um, you know, I might, I might have to, uh, run away and go sneeze or cough or, you know, just fall down. Um, (laughs) So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining us. We have a very, very special guest today. And uh, Jackie and I are a little starstruck by this guest. So uh, super excited to introduce you to Shalita Grant. Shalita, uh, would love for you to share a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background and go from there. Thanks for having me, Katie and Jackie. Um, I'm Shalita Grant. I'm a Tony-nominated actress. I've been working in television for the last 10 years, and I'm also the founder and CEO of Born Naturals Hair. I love the way you just like throw that in there, like, oh, by the way, award-winning and blah, blah, blah. Like it just (laughs) flowed so naturally. (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's just life, I guess, right? (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Wow, that's cool. And I love having you here, especially I love natural hair. I've been, you know, wearing my natural hair for a while and seeing some of the background about like the attention alopecia. I suffered from alopecia. The only reason that my, well, I won't even say suffered. I lived with alopecia. And the reason that my hair looks the way it does today is that I used to, when it started falling out, just shave it back off. And it has been there for a long time. Um, it's been growing for a long time. I don't know. I guess things have been being really good, but I think having you on is so timely as we've been seeing what's been going on with the crown act. And I don't know if anybody saw this weekend, they cloned Tyrone and it made me think of relaxers and we know like the impact that it's had on, um, black women. And I feel like we're going to see more people going to that natural hair trend. Yeah, but as we all know, who are in the natural hair trend, going natural ain't always easy. It's, it ain't cheap. It, it and is not. It ain't cheap. And sometimes it ain't even natural. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my This morning, my husband and I was I said earlier, I was spray, used the spray bottle and I was using Vaseline and I was supposed to go use the hair dryer. And my husband's like, do you need help? I don't know what look I had on my face, but it must have been one of just pure frustration. Like I, I just can't, but I'm, I'm glad that you're, you say that because it doesn't feel natural, right? Mm. Like so many of us actually, I'm 50, proud to be 50, but then in speaking to so many of my peers between the ages of 45 and 55 that did the big chop or decided to move in that direction have absolutely no idea how to take care of their hair. No mm-hmm. one knows what to do with natural hair or like the mm-hmm. 4C hair or like, what am I even supposed to do with it? 
Yeah. So let's talk about the texture gap, baby, because that's what yes. we're talking about, right? <laughs> and Katie, you you and and your audiences will factor into this later, but the texture gap. Learn. I just like to learn. Yes, so, learn. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about the texture gap. So even in the year of our Beyonce 2023, <laughs> with all of these, you know, myriad and diverse uh, products on offer, there is still not a single business that is dealing with the core issues for people with type four hair. So what is type four? I'm referring to Andre Walker's hair charting system, which was created in the early 2000s. And in this hair charting system, he, he describes four different hair types. Type one, straight hair. Type two, that loose wave. Type three, a barrel curl. Type four, your Afro textured friends, right? And so within each type, there are subtypes, A, B, and C. But generally, there are four. And so for people with type four hair, 65% of us are struggling with four or more hair problems. This is in comparison with 35 of people we have two. Well, let me run for you. Slow growth. Dryness. It's chronic. It's complex. Oh, let me, I just see my internet is unstable. I'm going to plug in. I live in Mexico uh, because I'm so free with my type four hair that I use what the Mexicans use. So, but as a result of being in Mexico, I have to plug in my ethernet cord. Hold on. All good. All good. It's cool that you have an ethernet cord. Hey. Yeah. That, you know, prepared. So I'm, I'm guessing I'm type two then because I have the wave. You have the, the wave. White girl wave. White girl wave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. We also have the frizziness, right? We have the, the hair loss, which is actually epidemic in type four uh, with people with type four hair. We have three different types of alopecia. You have the alopecia that's autoimmune, you have the traction alopecia, and then you have something that's way common, which is centrifugal something C alopecia. And that is the loss of the hair at the crown, right? Then you have a lack of routine. So many of us, over 80% of us, have no hair routine. Why? Because type four hair is very well known to fluctuate in how it responds to your hair products or the routines that you have. You have something that works and it is very common that a couple months or a year or even a couple uses later, it's a completely different experience in your hair. So these are core type four hair problems. And again, because the, the cosmetology board teaches hair is hair, this is, you know, disturbing, right? Because the hair charting system has been around for over 20 years. And in spite of that, the cosmetology board teaches hair is hair and they pass out straight hair mannequins, right? So this is the definition of erasure. So type four hair has very little study behind it. And so no matter what area of society you occupy as a black woman with type four hair, you have those problems. So many of us believe that you're just money and access away from 
this going away, right? It's because I didn't spend enough money. I don't have access to these products or I don't have access to these celebrity hairstylists, right? But the truth is 95% of our black celebrities are bewigged. All of them are reliant on wigs and very magically placed extensions right? are you sure that's not 99.999 I'm, I'm being nice because i think of zazie beats so i okay, give her okay. you know what i mean i give her a little <laughs> bit you know i mean it changed my life literally changed my life viola davis who we all love um during a, a how to get away with murder took off their wig and wrapped their hair and had a bonnet i was like oh my gosh it's the first black woman on tv like right. this is no you because you would never see that never. ever. Yeah. That was the first time that I saw that on TV and felt seen. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, yeah. but that's the the I and I'm glad that you brought that up because it perpetuates these stereotypes. And though people, even when they try to go natural, are still trying to accomplish a look that doesn't make sense, whether it's like, oh, and now use a full hair dryer, or now you're going to have this like silk press, or now you're going to do like, just have your natural hair. And this last but time, it's hard to say just have your natural hair because of all of the problems, right? And we all have these different standards that we have to live up to depending yes. on whatever walk of life you're in, right? So we're all trying to deal resiliently and you know uh, every day consistently with these standards with this inconsistent yes. <laughs> very confounding head of hair so where do you like we where where is the 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 compromise where is the peace right and so for me i have typical type 4 hair but I have this atypical career that requires the use of my hair. And so in spite of Juilliard training, you know, mm. Broadway credentials, when I got to Hollywood, oh, baby, I learned that my hair is this random limitation. Like, you know, I can do it, but you can't see past my hair. I, it is so true. I want to, um, my oldest and the listeners that have been with us for a long time. My oldest is a model cut last week. They were in Paris and they part of what a lot of people pick them for is their hair because it's very curly. It's thick and, you know, and it's big and there's a lot of it. Um, but this time they decided to braid their hair and proceeded to sit with, you know, a white man who didn't speak English braiding their hair and then went back and told um clay that their hair wasn't didn't look natural and then clay was like nobody thinks this is natural like it's not even supposed to look natural that doesn't make that wouldn't happen and felt it was almost a new situation where it's like am i being gaslit of understanding like my regular hair wasn't enough and they wanted it to look in a certain way but then that wasn't right and finally had to speak up and say let me make some suggestions on the hair not to overstep and you're right when you're in especially um public facing uh roles 
what do you do when it's so hard to maintain? And you're right. I apologize for saying, oh, just wear your natural hair. It's different every day. I say that because I work at home, right? Like if I had to go out and like see the public, I might think about decisions, it a little different. Right? Yeah, friction, like friction. Right on it. Right. 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 It's friction. <laughs> it's friction. And there are so many areas of our lives that have this friction and it's random, but it is limiting. Right. And it's 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 all consuming. Right. Because you just going to see people like I'm going to go to the grocery store and then I'm going to have lunch with someone after, you know, and it's raining. Now you got to do black girl like arithmetic, like this is like a chemistry problem. This is like, you know, trigonometry, right? <laughs> and then like, like with your daughter and I'm so like, I was, uh, I'm like, should I mute myself? Because I'm like, oh, I'm having like, just like this, like, oh, trauma, like empathy, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, I know, I know. Um, so, so yeah, let's, let's talk about the traums, right? So year in to Hollywood, I've had just about every hairstyle known to man. Why? Because I auditioned for like 57 different projects in that first year from 2013 to 2014, over a hundred and something auditions. I had five test deals. What is a test? A test oh. is like, it's the, it's the, it's torture for actors because it's a contract for an audition. So you get this contract and they're like, you're two yeses away, net, uh, studio network from getting this job. But before we go there, here's a contract that will outline everything you're going to get. If you get this yes, right? If you get these two yeses, then you're like, oh my God, I'm going to make how much money an episode? And you're going to do how many episodes? And oh my God, this is life-changing money. And then they don't pick you, right? They pick one of the other girls, right? Had that happen to me five times a year. So after all of this feedback, right, to get to the yes, right, it was like I would have an audition and the casting director, another Black woman would say, hey, you did a great job on this, but if you want to see the director, you're going to have to do something else with your hair because I can tell that it's fake and this is a period piece, so I, I need you to, to bring it. And then as she's signing my, you know, referral for my call back and, you know, just like doing whatever she was doing, she's like, yeah, because, you know, the thing is, is you can act. You got it. It's just we you just got to figure out how to look. That's it. And for her, it was just like easy peasy. Right. Because she's not in front of the camera. That's right. And her hair is this long, too. And she doesn't have to mold herself into some 1960s period thing and, you know, be Hollywood beautiful and, 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 right? And so by the time I got my first job, I was in tracks. I was in extensions, did it myself, right? Because I can't afford to see somebody to do this professionally. So I became hair wizard. And then about six months after that, I booked a job or worked a job every other month. And then I get just like that fucking top of the mountain, two shows at once. I'm a series regular on both of them, Mercy Street and CIS, shooting, shooting them both at the same time. So I'm getting blown out, getting flewed out for the kids. <laughs> and I'm in New Orleans and then I'm playing a slave in Virginia, right? And so I get the, hey, you're going to be our new series regular season two. Okay, 
but we're in New Orleans and y'all had me in this ponytail and I know I came with this wig situation in my perimeter out, but I don't think I can handle this for 20 some odd episodes. So then it was three years of me being a quintessential black woman at work, right? You want to be the hero. You want to be a team player. You know, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'm like, I'll do my own stunts and I'm going undercover. Let me do some, you know, fun changes and, you know, whatever. But it just always kept coming down to my hair and how this ponytail thing just, I, you know, season two, I began in tracks and they had me in this wet and wavy, like, tight two hair, but my perimeter is tight four. So they're flat ironing my hair into these extensions. And then they gave me my own episode, but this episode required water work, right? So I have to rehearse two weeks in chlorinated water. We shoot in chlorinated water. We shoot in swamp water. I go under swamp water too. And by the end of these two weeks, zero maintenance, with these extensions, I take my hair down and I have clumps of hair and it's all from the center and it's just clean in the middle. Oh. And I'm in my twenties, right? So the end of season two, you saw all the, the switches, right? Every episode, it was like a different ponytail. And then season three, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just go back to the wig and I'll be able to handle my own hair care on the weekends better. And I'll just let them use the perimeter. Well, the middle of season three, I'm taking those braids down and I see the clear difference between the perimeter hair and the hair underneath. Perimeter hair is thin. It's terribly heat damaged. It only comes to my nose in the front, but then hiatus. I go to Aveda. And by this point, I live in my wigs. Okay, Jackie, I don't know about you, but I call them my hair hats. Okay. Yes. Like if I'm going to the grocery store, I had a hair hat for that. All right. If I'm going to the gym, my hair hat has a sweatband on it. Okay. okay. So, so like this was life. So I'm taking down my hair hat in the back of the Aveda so she can color my hair. And when I'm taking it down, it's right in front of me. This perimeter hair now is down to an inch and a half. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. And now I have to go back to work in a month and a half and do this for 10 months all over oh, again. Uh -uh. And so it was in that dressing room that I realized I had to quit my job because I no longer will be able to even have hair for them to work with. And so by this point, my hair had become such a problem that, you know, in our society, when you have a problem that does not get fixed instantly, then you can easily become the problem, right? It's just, we need someone else. You know, we've tried it all, nothing's worked. We just need someone else, right? And so I realized like, this is a quitter be fired situation at this point, because I'm gonna come with this much hair for them to work with, and it's gonna be even worse, right? Because no one knows anything. And by this point, I have to be the one to say, make every suggestion, 
do whatever I can to try to meet the standard because the hair departments are just like your salons, black women. You have a varied experience chair to chair. It's the same thing in Hollywood, right? Except in Hollywood, our hair departments are incentivized to make you the problem, right? Because you're the only one who has to go on camera in front of millions of people, which is why most black actresses do their hair at home or they have to come in early and do their hair themselves on set. So think uh, Tatiana uh, from uh, the, the Spell show, you know, Netflix. Mm -hmm. She was doing her own finger waves because nobody could finger wave her straightened, okay, short type four hair, right? Which is why she said she came back with a shaved head for, for season two because getting up that early, okay, and our days are not eight hours. They're not even 10 hours. A 12 hour day is a light day for us. Our days are typically 14 to 17 hours. Okay. And when you're on a CW show, they'll work you even longer. All right. So for black actresses, for me, it was like season four, <laughs> I got to go because I already know what I'm going to experience for the next 10 months, damage and gaslighting. Right. So I got to go. So I got off the show 2018. And when I got off the show, my biggest fear was that I would never work again. Why? Because I looked insane for three years, okay? So that's my last work, right? The last three years, I looked crazy. And I had this experience on this set of just like, all of these meetings and all of these problems. So my biggest fear was that my reputation now, after working in the theater and like, you know, working my ass off to get work, that I'm a difficult person to work with, right? But after three months of trauma therapy, I look up and it's the end of, it's the end of 2018 and I've done two recurring arcs on two different shows. So never working again, didn't happen. But in 2019, I said, okay, you did work. You did two recurring arcs. Okay. But both of those characters were still in wigs. So if you get another series regular role where you have to be there five days a week, 12 to 16 hours a day, you're not, you're going to be in the same situation. So what are you going to do about it? What is there to do? And so for me, I've been at the top of the mountain and I learned no one's coming. No one's up there to save you. There is no one but you. And again, I looked around and every black woman I've seen with millions of followers and a long list of credits are in a wig. Okay. So I thought on my way down, I'll just fucking save myself. I'm going to create something that will solve my problems as a black actress. What do I need? Right. So I mentioned to you earlier friction, right? In trauma therapy, it's different from regular therapy because it's somatic. It's the body. Right. And so for PTSD, a lot of the when we use the words trigger, that comes from trauma. Right. That's trauma therapy. And so the triggering is literally the sensations in your body 
right? It's your emotions. And so when you go through this modality of therapy, you go, you learn a practice of being able to stay in your body, right? And track your feelings. And so for months, I just tracked all the areas in my life that my hair was like a factor, right? A friction factor, the gym, sex, humidity, just weather in general, right? Going to the beach. I had friction about wearing two hats, my hair hat, my sun hat, right? Like, what is this, right? I had friction with auditions, right? Being it, changing my hair. And so I thought, all right, so I have all these areas. I know what the cosmetology board teaches. Is there like a certifying body that talks about hair that like isn't raced? Like doesn't deny the whole existence of like millions of people? And I discovered cosmetic chemistry, which is the study of hair for hair products. And so I got all these journals and devoured any like materials that come from cosmetic chemists about hair. And I learned all of these like things like we I used to hear like hair is dead. And then I learned in cosmetic chemistry that hair has an electrical charge and it's a negative charge. That's why they say that, right? And so when you have a negative charge, we all know from school that you need something with a positive charge to connect. And so I'm like, oh, our wash days are all ritual and no science, right? Because we sit with avocado mayonnaise on our hair thinking that, or tresemme or shea moisture, some like deep conditioner. And we believe on our wash days, they're a million years long. Why? Because we sit with this stuff on our hair and you think the longer I leave it on, baby, when I rinse this out, it's going to be That's right. <laughs> It's going to be slick, slick like it is right now. And then we rinse it out and we're back to the same situation. But you don't have time to assess this, right? Because it's 1130 at night and you got to go to work tomorrow morning and you got to finish your wash day, which is now your styling. Hours of twisting, hours of braiding, you know, to put it underneath the wig or to wear it out. And so you need something that has a positive charge. Then the, the dry issue, it's so complex, right? Like my hair would get wet real fast and then it would just dry out. And then you have people who water just rolls off the strand before it even thinks to absorb. So I learned about hair porosity. Okay, this is about the cuticle. All right. And so then I looked to non-European but successful hair cultures. And so how did I define success? resiliency. They have moisture retention, right? They are known for the strength of their hair and they don't have growth plateaus, right? So that's India, that's Eritrea, Ethiopia, and Greece. And so I looked at the, the people of India and their Ayurvedic practices. So Ayurveda is this, it's a system, right? But it's, it comes from this belief that there are things in nature that can solve human maladies at their root cause, not just the symptoms. And so for type four hair people, we all symptoms, right? We all band-aids, right? The, the machine is exploding and we just putting stickers on it, you know, just to try to like keep it together. 
And so henna, cassia obovata, slippery elm, these are plants that naturally bind to the strand. They have a high enough cationic charge that they coat your strand. And so I learned about what they do. I learned about detangling practices from Ethiopian Eritrea. I took an ingredient from Greece and I created what is now the Four Naturals Treatment in July of 2019. And so this system, it's patent pending, and it's a powerful solution for every single one of those texture gap issues. So much there. And P.S. Shalita's talking from a like an actor's perspective, but this still happens just in going to work. There are places yeah. where you have to wear your hair natural, but they don't mean natural. They mean like white hair. Straight. They don't mm -hmm. mean because this is natural. And it's like, you don't even want to see nat my natural, like straight out of bed. And a lot of women doing this, but the thought of having to quit your job over your hair, like, and it makes, when people are like, with the Crown Act being um, passed and people are like, it's just hair, like, what's the big deal? No, this is serious. I have to be able to wear my hair and still be able to earn an income. Right. You know, when I hear people say, you know, oh, it's just hair, right? It's this denial of the colonial practice and practices and how this country began, right? Assimilation has always included hair. For the Native Americans, when, you know, the, the white people took over their land, and stole their kids, they put them in assimilation schools. And what were some of the first things they did with them kids to make sure they were mm -hmm. exactly Katie, they cut those hair, the cut the hair of the boys, you can't have hair, long hair when you're a boy. So we cut this off for the people that came from China, right? Right before the Chinese Exclusion Act, right? That was like super pointed. The, the men, the Chinese men in San Francisco, one of the hate crimes that were often committed against them was to cut their queue. They had this long rat tail and that was part of their you know practices back then and they would cut them. Right. And so for black people, we have also been under the very same assimilation standards for black women. You need to assimilate and straighten your hair. Right. That is professional. Right. And so it's still federally legal to discriminate against people for their hair. And for black people who have had that experience, you know that showing up to your fast food job with braids could be your last day. Going to school with locks could get you suspended. You know, so we know about all of these barriers in our society that will divert like completely um just uh what's the word i'm looking for yeah divert your life that's not the the one there's a, an, a more eloquent one <laughs> but it can interrupt where whatever direction you want to be going in in spite of all of your accolades and all of your human capabilities right you can still be limited by your hair we had somebody on last week that like made the like suggestion to their child to cut their hair before they went to an interview. And I was just like devastated. I was like, we're still doing that. Yeah, we are still doing that. We really are. And so for me, it was about like, there are many ways 
to combat racism, right? And I am of the belief that racism is a white community problem, that Black people and other people of color experience that racism, but where can you solve it? You have to solve it within the white community. And so I feel that my work as a Black woman is about making the experience of being in the society better for the people that are hurt by these standards, right? Me, myself included. So when I set out to solve my problem, it wasn't from the perspective of like, oh, and then it's, <laughs> it's gonna be better. No, it was, I need to make my hair as resilient as my soul is, right? To have to do all the things that society requires of me, right? The only thing on me that can't handle it is my hair. So if I can make sure that no matter what my hair experiences, I have peace that I have, you know, that it grows back, that I don't experience harm that diverts me for like years, a big chop, right? Like I wanted to end the the problems and the the pain that comes with trying to like match these standards, right? Because again, for some of us, these standards are tied to our personal economy, right? So it it's not easy to just say, I'm just going to step away from no, it's not that easy, right? So for me, it was about how do I make this circumstance bearable for myself and beyond bearable? I want to have joy with my hair. Like I actually want to like see like the beauty of what God gave me and like see it like in its best form, you know, and that I'm able to access that way easier. And so when I started these treatments, one of the first things that I noticed was, so I pole danced for uh, exercise, but also, you know, other reasons, right? I was working on sensuality, right, for myself. How, what is sensuality for Shalita that doesn't have anything to do with what society has told me, right? And in pole dancing for the years that I was doing it regularly, you know, I would do mirror meditations, and I would work on how do you, because you're still learning, right? And we all have like little wounds from learning, right? I had a teacher told me I wasn't going to make it, you know, whatever. And so for me, the process of learning is something that I have control over. And so I thought, all right, I'm going to use mirror meditation to work through being wrong, to work through being different. Like my hips don't do what other women's hips do. So can I do this move and be sat, find a satisfactory way for this body to do it? That isn't about looking like my teacher, you know? But then eventually I got through all of that and it was just like, you know, the hair, man. You know, you flipping over with this goddamn wig on, it, I feel a little embarrassment. I feel a little shame. You know what I mean? So how do I work through this? And I started wearing my hair natural. And, and, and that was part of the process of like, oh, that's a friction point, right? So post-treatment, it was after my third treatment that I was like, my hair is completely different. Like there's no denying it. Our, our experience with type four hair is that you're like, oh my God, like it works one week. It don't work another week. So when I first did it and I saw the differences, I was like, I don't know if I can trust it. By the third treatment, it was completely different. And 
I go to pole class and I see how my hair in its beautiful state provokes this, like, and my teacher, right? Like she wants to have a public conversation about my, did you cut your hair? Did you, you know, she wants to have this public conversation about it. Right. And then I saw how I felt or I felt how I felt when I saw how my hair would just move with me. And it was just like, oh my God, it doesn't have to be straight. It's just all about the movement, the softness. That's what this is about. So for me, it was like, I have, I am so unique with this type four hair, actually. Like I am so unique. And it was in that class that I was like, yo, I got to give this to every black woman. Like we all are having issues with this goddamn hair. So like, if I could give this to all of us, then we don't have to worry about the state and the have the, about that. I want to take that away from us. Right? Like that's what this was for me. And that's what I hope this is for other black women. Can I ask some questions? Yeah. As the the one with not type four hair. So, do you still wear wigs then, or do you absolutely use not? Okay. <laughs> I don't wear wigs. Okay, so you can mm-hmm. use your natural hair and have it styled in whatever way is needed for whatever part. NCIS. I was in a wig post four naturals treatment twenty twenty. I booked you season three, a show streamed billion times, mm-hmm. and I would not have had that role if I could not wear my natural hair. So my hair was straightened. I flat ironed it. I did two Brazilian blowouts on it, like in the year before, because I had the business to show black women like, hey, even if your hair is chemically treated, this treatment will help you. I started the show 13 inches, six months later, 16 inches. Okay. So for me, when people saw the show and they were like, it's giving sewing, it's giving like, can't possibly be her hair, right? (laughs) And it was like, there were entire episodes where it was just my hair, right? If anything, we added clip-ins, right? So my time in the hair trailer is lower. And then I cut off 13 inches in, at the end of October, 2021, we did the grow with me challenge all of 2022 and this side you can see and now like a year later i'm like down to my nipple i'm at bra strap length in the back and it's just like it's gray hair and i just i straighten it with a flat iron whenever i feel like it i've cut bangs and you know i'm just having the time of my life and katie with your type 2 hair because four natural solves the hair problems of people with type four hair, you got hair problems too. You, you struggle with frizziness, dryness, you know, you can have breakage. There are people with type one hair that can't get their hair to grow past their ears. You know, with the four naturals treatment, it's meant for hair. And I don't have to change the formula. It's just good for hair, period. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.
There's so many people too, like just do their hair at home. Like they don't know what they're doing and looking at it. I, I, there was this woman like listening to me and my husband's conversation about the hair products. And I was like, um, he was looking for a new shampoo. I was like, okay, well these absolutely not. And it was like, like follow the money. Like who owns them? Where are they getting the information? And so many people, like, it, it can, it gets expensive. You're trying all these different, different things. Katie, I wanted to open it up. You might have other questions. Yeah. I do. Um, okay. So, uh, the issues when you're going into the chair, is it because they've never worked on black hair before or type four hair before, or is it just that they want to have you look a certain image? So I'll say for, for the salon world, the issue is that you can have a salon that works exclusively on black hair you will still have a varied experience the reason is because we believe that your license from the cosmetology board means that you know about type 4 hair you know how to detangle it you've been taught you know what the hair needs you've been taught and they haven't right so everyone's winging it right even down to the detangling there's a debate about whether you should do it dry or whether you should do it wet right like there's just no, it's the the least studied, the least um, yeah studied, and and people don't have the education. And so, what we're used to this the symptom the the band aid that we're used to from salons is expert hiding of our hair, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you go to a natural hair salon, it's about making your curls. So for me, pre-treatment, I had the experience of trying to be natural, going to a natural hair salon. I was going to San Francisco, wanted to wear my hair natural. I spend $200 and all day in her salon. She blow dries my hair straight. She twists it with a bunch of shit. Then I sit under the dryer, she takes it out. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I hope this lasts. I really hope this lasts. And it did all of one day. It mm. took two sleeps and that humidity in San Francisco. And it was back to standing up straight, shrunken, and I had a fro, right? So then when you go to Hollywood, this is, it's, 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 you're making a character, right? So our hair departments, the hair union, they don't have to go through any formal education. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not obligated to know anything about type four hair. Absolutely not. The, the union, you, you pay that it's just a, a pay thing and workers rights, but they're not trying to make you better for the actors. No, like if you get hired, that's on you, you know? And so in Hollywood, they hire people who, and, and now they do this thing where they hire a black person, but the person who did my hair on NCIS for the three years was a black man, but he was a barber. And he put a couple wigs on some famous people, but they didn't have any hair. So he's doing wigs and extensions, like trying to keep up with my hair. And because he's black, they're like, why don't you know, right? You have this hair, why don't you know? So that's why for the hair department, like they know as an actor, you're not gonna let yourself go out there like that. So they're like, okay, it doesn't matter if they have the skill, right? If I don't do the white hair right, then I got a problem. But the black hair, everyone just accepts that it's harder to deal with. And so you do it. 
Okay. And so you were on Abbott Elementary. Yes. Okay. So like in that circumstance where you have a predominantly black cast, uh, you know, black writer, all of these things, do they have folks that know how to do type four hair? Yeah. So with Abbott, most of them are in wigs, right? So yeah, I wore my own hair, but I worked with a woman who like she sprayed hair, black woman sprayed hairspray on my hair and then flat ironed me, right? Now that's a hair felony, right? And luckily they dealt with it, right? Like I told them what happened and they were like, that's terrible, right? Like, so sorry, right? But with that hair felony, right? That could have meant a big chop for me, That's right? right? For a job that lasted one episode, right? And so with Four Naturals, you know, I have a little piece back here that's a little heat stressed, but it's stress. It's not straight because that's what we're used to with type four hair is that you get heat damage. The last part that comes back are the ends, which is why when you go to the salon, you're like, I try every cream, every whatever. And they're like, girl, all I got for you are, are some scissors, right? Because I can't fix that. The first thing that comes back are the ends with four naturals. So my ends in the back, like this little, it's just like a little piece there, they curl. And so the middle is a little gassed out, but that's stress, right? I wouldn't cut that. I would keep that. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's an industry wide problem, right? Again, because most of us are in wigs anyway. So natural hair care is not, you do it, you know? Right. Um, I'm going to switch topics a little bit. Um, so what was your favorite role so far that you've done? Oh man, I'd have to say my favorite was the search party, uh, Cassidy, the lawyer. I just had so much fun. Like I'm a Tony nominee because of my comedy. Like I, I love being a fool. <laughs> awesome. And so the, the Tony nomination, what, what was the show? It was Vanya and Sonia and Masha and Spike. And I was none of those people. Okay. <laughs> Just FYI, you know. <laughs> awesome. And what are you working on right now? Uh, I'm working on Four Naturals. We're in the middle of a historic okay. strike. Um, so oh, the actors yeah. are on strike. The writers are on strike. So who knows when this will end? Um, yes. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, when you think about, you know, this kind of uh, where you are now, the work that you've done on your hair to be able to wear it naturally and, you know, have it be healthy, all of these things, um, other than, hey, go buy four naturals. What are the things that you would share with people with type four hair of these are things that you can do, or this is how you get around the issue of, oh, just go deal with it on your own? Yeah. So the first thing that I would say is like, you're not wrong, right? Like you're not wrong. It is hard. You're not wrong. No one knows what they're doing. You're not wrong. Like the experience that you're having that this is like just so much harder. <laughs> you're not wrong about that. Um, but there are solutions, right? And I think that 
it's hard to say like, don't, you know, do something else because there's really nothing out there, Katie, that will solve the problems that we're having. But I will say, educate yourself, right? Like, look at the ingredients beyond like what's in them and like what do they actually do right like what is there is this ingredient does this have a positive charge at all and if it doesn't you're wasting your time like just sitting with it right mm -hmm. um and i would say like <laughs> your detangling practices there are very important but subtle things that you can do to make that process better. And that's the Four Naturals detangling system. Um, you're already using water and deep conditioner. Here's how you how you make the, the change. I want you to put your hair in six sections. Why six? Because four is not enough. That's why you can't get your crown good. That's why like there are parts of your hair that just like, six sections drench your hair water put conditioner on it but don't immediately go working on that one section that you put the conditioner on the reason you're doing that is because you're like my hair is going to get dry right do this instead deep conditioner all your sections and in a squirt bottle add some olive oil now before you close out of the podcast let's just address the rachel ray of it all because that's the only reason you associate olive oil with cooking and then let's address your ick of but will it stick will my hair be greasy well that's why she has millions of dollars my dear friend because olive oil it don't want to stick on nothing your arteries or your hair okay so why do you add this olive oil because the people of ethiopia and eritrea have been using kibba ghee or butter for centuries to detangle their hair that's their pre-poo right but why ghee why butter well because butter has a lot of slip and you need an ingredient in your hair that has slip and strength to pull your baby ends from going to the root right because that's why it gets tangled right away because your ends go right back to the root and so their hair, when you see the photos, they have this white stuff in their hair and all their hair is going to the ground. So people with type four hair, you know that means something, right? Because our hair wants to talk to Jesus and then go right. right back to the start, right? So so for me, I was like, it's a high bar to get me or anyone to put butter in my hair. But is there something that I can add that will make my hair butter-like? Enter olive oil. So when you put your ingredients on all your sections, your dead hair is now having an opportunity to get rehydrated right because you need hydration to fight your breakage right that's why we have a corner of the bathtub full of our hair at the end of detangling because of breakage right so you go back to that first section and then you pull that hair down to the ground and then you gently detangle from the root to the end and i guarantee you by the time you get to your sixth section which you will swear is dry to the bone because of that good science of emulsions and how they trap your moisture your hair will be slick slicker than slicker than your avocado mayonnaise egg thing you know <laughs> and you'll have way less of your hair at the end of it and it's tender head friendly so again applying a little science to our hair care it goes a long way 
Awesome. Okay. What is one thing you want our uh, listeners to hear from you today, other than all of the tips that you have been giving throughout this episode? Amor Fati. That is the love of one's fate. So I found stoicism in a really dark place when I was on that show. And Amor Fati is the belief that everything in your life happens for your good. And if it comes with pain, it's a lesson. And even that is good. So I love my life. I'm getting married. I love my life. My house burned down, right? One thing you're learning about love, one thing you're learning about resiliency and that you do have the strength to rebuild. Also fire safety, it's very important, right? So the problems that you have, love those problems. Love those problems till you find your solution because at the end of the day, no one's coming. So you can solve these things however you want, but they're yours to solve. Awesome. Thank you. Jackie, what's your oh, one? You thing? just put me back in therapy like double, like I know. I don't I, know I, how I'm gonna yes, go there. We go, I thought we every go two weeks on a whole would be enough, on but that. now it's like, what? What? Love my what? Love them. I'll let you know how <laughs> I'll let you know how that goes. I think what's important is for people to know, like people are wearing wigs. This isn't natural hair. And I would like. I hope that people will be willing. It does take work. It does take time. And it might not be at your target or your local store um, that your your natural hair is okay. You just have to find how to work with it. It's okay. You are okay the way you are. You don't have to wake it up or, you know, add hair doing all of those things. Your hair is okay. Awesome. Um, for me, I think this is just eye-opening because I... I don't know. As a white woman, I did not know that most folks are in wigs or, you know, the the idea that people are on the set that aren't going to be able to help you get your, you know, get you camera ready, all of those things. So it's just interesting to hear about that. But Amor Fate, I am going to, I like this. I like that a lot. So that'll be another one. Um, all right, Shalita, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, where can folks get Four Naturals? www.four, the number four, naturals, as in all of us, hair.com. Awesome. Very cool. So uh, we appreciate you being on the, the podcast. Uh, this has been awesome. It's been eye-opening for me. Um, and so thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So this is Katie Van Horn. And this is Jackie Clayton. Bye. Bye. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.